I was reading this week, I, um, I came across a verse that I, I, I read on a regular basis, but I, never, I guess I just never, y'all ever, you know, gotten, you get into the middle of a book or you're getting into a long section of reading the scriptures and it just kind of starts to glaze over. Does that happen to y'all like it happens to me? And so I've, I've read 1 Timothy a thousand times. It's got to be a thousand times. But I never really focused on this, word, on this verse until this week when I was reading it and I was actually trying to pay attention and, and go slow and try to make, um, make links in my head. You know, that's a good thing to do when you're reading Scripture is try to, try to link passages or thoughts be, between different passages to get yourself in the mind of thinking about Scripture. And I got to this part, 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 11. Command and teach these things. Let no one despise you for your youth, but set the believers an example in speech, in conduct, in love, in faith, in purity. Until I come, devote yourself to the public reading of Scripture, to exhortation, to teaching. Do not neglect the gift that you have, which was given to you by prophecy when the council of elders laid hands on you. And I realized that I have been, I have been preaching now for... Eight years. I have never actually done what verse 13 says. So, once a month in 2018, I'm going to do what 1 Timothy 4.13 says. So open up to 1 Timothy chapter 1. Um, We're going to read the entire book of 1 Timothy. Slowly and try to focus on it. Okay? 1 Timothy chapter 1 verse 1. Paul... An apostle of Christ Jesus by command of God our Father and of Christ Jesus our hope. To Timothy, my true child in the faith, grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father and Christ Jesus our Lord. Lord, as I urged you when I was going to Macedonia to remain in Ephesus so that you may charge certain persons not to teach any different doctrine, nor to devote themselves to myths and endless genealogies which promote speculations, rather than the stewardship from God that is by faith. The aim of our charge is love that issues from a pure heart and a good conscience and a sincere faith. Certain persons, by swerving from these, have wandered away into vain discussion, desiring to be teachers of the law without understanding either what they are saying or the things about which they make confident assertions. Now we know that the law is is good if one uses it lawfully. Understanding this, that the law is not laid down for the just, but for the lawless and disobedient, for the ungodly and sinners, for the unholy and profane, for those who strike their fathers and mothers, for murderers, the sexually immoral, men who practice homosexuality, enslavers, liars, perjurers, and whatever else is contrary to sound doctrine in accordance with the gospel, of the glory of the blessed God with which I have been entrusted. So Paul is encouraging Timothy here to just keep going, keep preaching, keep keep convicting, like we talked about this morning, keep convicting the people that want to focus on endless genealogies and speculations. They want to teach the Scriptures, but they don't understand what the Scriptures say, and so they, they end up leading people farther down the road instead of closer to Christ. Verse 12, I thank Him who has given me strength, Christ Jesus our Lord, because he judged me faithful, appointing me to his service. Though formerly I was a blasphemer, persecutor, and insolent person, 
But I received mercy because I had acted ignorantly in unbelief. And the grace of our Lord overflowed for me with the faith and love that are in Christ Jesus. This, the saying is trustworthy and deserving of full acceptance, acceptance that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners, of whom I am the foremost. But I received mercy for this reason, that in me, as the foremost, Jesus Christ might display his perfect patience as an example to those who were, be, or who were to believe in him for eternal life. To the king of the ages, immortal, invisible, the only God, be honor and glory forever and ever. Amen. This charge I entrust to you, Timothy, my child, in accordance with the prophecies previously made about you, that by them you may wage the good warfare, holding faith and a good conscience. By rejecting this, some have made shipwreck their faith, among whom were Hymenaeus and Alexander, whom I have handed over to Satan, that they may, not, may learn not to blaspheme. First of all, verse two, 1 of chapter 2, First of all, then, I charge that supplications, prayers, intercessions, and thanksgiving be made for all people, for kings, and all who are in high positions, that we may lead a peaceful and quiet life, godly and dignified in every way. This is good, and it is pleasing in the sight of God our Savior, who desires all people to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. For there is one God and there is one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus, who gave himself as a ransom for all, which is the testimony given at the proper time. For this I was appointed a preacher and an apostle. I'm telling the truth, I am not lying. A teacher of the Gentiles in faith and truth. I desire then that in every place the men should pray, lifting holy hands without anger or quarreling, likewise also that women should adorn themselves in respectable apparel with modesty and self-control, not with braided hair or gold or pearls or costly array, but with what is proper for women who profess godliness, with good works. Let a woman learn quietly with all submissiveness. I do not permit a woman to teach or to exercise authority over a man. Rather, she is to remain quiet. For Adam was formed first, then Eve. And Adam was deceived. Adam was not deceived, but the woman being deceived... And became a transgressor. Yet, she will be saved through childbearing if they continue in faith and love and holiness and self-control. So chapter 1, he says, you need to keep preaching the gospel because there are going to be people who don't listen, who don't pay attention, and who start to teach things that, that the Bible doesn't say. Chapter 2, he says, you need to, you need to be people that, that are respectable, that people look to for guidance, for encouragement, and for an example. He said that in the first chapter, but in the second chapter he goes as far as to say, if you, want to, if you want to be a good example to the world around you, pray for the people who are using you as a, a means for political gain, which is what's happening in this time period to Timothy. Chapter 3, verse 1. This saying is trustworthy. Notice all the times, real quick, notice all the times he says in this book, this saying is trustworthy. Okay? That's interesting that, that Paul... He kind of outlines his own letter to Timothy. This saying is trustworthy. If anyone aspires to the office of an overseer, he, does, he desires a noble task. Therefore, an overseer must be above reproach, the husband of one wife, sober-minded, self-controlled, respectable, hospitable, able to teach, not a drunkard, not violent, for, uh, but gentle, not quarrelsome, not a lover of money. He must manage his own household well, with all dignity, keeping his children's submission, Submissive, for if someone does not know how to manage his own household, how will he care for God's church? 
He must not be a recent convert, or he may become puffed up with a conceit and fall into condemnation of the devil. Moreover, he must be well thought of by outsiders, so that he may not fall into disgrace, into a snare of the devil. Deacons, likewise, must be dignified, not double-tongued, not addicted to much wine, not greedy for dishonest gain. They must hold the mystery of the faith with a clear conscience and let them also be tested first. Then let them serve as deacons if they prove themselves blameless. Their wives, likewise, must be dignified, not slanderers, but sober-minded, faithful in all things. Let deacons each be the husband of one wife, managing their children in their own households well. For those who serve, those who serve well as deacons gain a good standing for themselves and also great confidence in the faith that is in Christ Jesus. I hope to come to you soon, but I'm writing these things to you so that if I delay, you may know how one ought to behave in the household of God, which is the church of the living God, a pillar and buttress of the truth. Great indeed, we confess, is the mystery of ungodliness, of godliness. He was manifested in the flesh, vindicated by the Spirit, seen by angels, proclaimed among the nations, believed, believed on in the world, taken up to glory. So chapter 3 talks about the qualifications of overseers, the qualifications of deacons. And then at the end, he starts talking about what's going to happen if Paul doesn't get there. If I delay, I want you to keep doing these things. I want you to make the church, help the church become the pillar and buttress of the truth. Things that hold up the truth, that people can look to for examples. 1 Timothy is all about the example that we set to other people. Even in the qualifications of overseers and deacons. They're supposed to be people that people can look to for answers and for guidance. Chapter 4 verse 1. Now the Spirit expressly says that in the latter times some will depart from the faith by devoting themselves to deceitful spirits and teaching of demons through the insincerity of liars whose consciences are seared, who forbid marriage and require abstinence from foods that God created to be received with thanksgiving by those who believe and know the truth. For everything was created by God, and nothing is to be rejected if it is received with thanksgiving. For it is made holy by the word of God and prayer. If you put these things before the brothers, you will be a good servant of Christ Jesus, being trained in the words of the faith and of the good doctrine that you have followed have nothing to do with irreverent silly myths rather train yourself for godliness for while bodily training is of some value god godliness is of value in every way as it holds promise for the present life and also for the life to come the saying is trustworthy and deserving of full acceptance for to this end we we toil and strive because we have our hope set on the living God, who is the Savior of all people, especially of those who believe. Command and teach these things. Let no one despise you for your youth, but, but set the believers an example in speech, in conduct, in love, in faith, in purity. Until I come, devote yourself to the public reading of Scripture, to exhortation, and to teaching. Do not neglect the gift you have, which was given to you by prophecy when the council of elders laid their hands on you. Practice these things. Immerse yourself in them. So that all may see your progress. Keep a close watch on yourself and to the teachings. Persist in this, for by doing so you will save yourself and your hearers. Do not rebuke an older man, but encourage him as you would a father. Younger men as brothers, older women as mothers, younger women as sisters in all purity. Honor widows who are truly widows. But if a widow has children 
or grandchildren. Let them first learn to show godliness to their own household and to make some return to their parents. For this is the pleasing in the sight of God. She who is truly a widow, left all alone, has set her hope on God and continues in supplications and prayers night and day. But she who is self-indulgent is dead while, even while she lives. Command these things as well, so that they may be without reproach. But if anyone does not provide for his relatives, and especially for the members of his household, he is denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever. Let a woman, sorry, let a widow be enrolled. This is enrolled in the, the, in the public financial protection of the church. Okay, Let a woman be enrolled means that She's being taken care of by the finances of the entire church. Let a woman, a widow, be enrolled if she is not less than 60 years of age, having been the husband of one, or the wife of one husband, sorry, and having a reputation for good works. If she has brought up children, has shown hospitality, has washed the feet of the saints, has cared for the afflicted, and has devoted herself to every good work, but refused to enroll younger widows, for when their passions draw them away from Christ they desire to marry, and so incur condemnation for having abandoned their former faith. Besides that, they learn to be idlers, going about from house to house, and not only idlers, but also gossips and busybodies saying what they should not. So I would have younger widows marry, bear children, manage their households, and give the adversary no occasion for slander. For some have already strayed after Satan. If any believing woman has relatives who are widows... Let her care for them. Let the church not be burdened, so that it may care for those who are truly widows. Let the elders who rule well be considered worthy of double honor, and especially those who labor in preaching and teaching. For the scripture says, you shall not muzzle an ox when it treads out the grain, and the laborer deserves his wages. Do not admit a charge against an elder, except on the evidence of two or three witnesses. As for those who persist in sin, rebuke them in, all, in the presence of all, so that the rest may stand in fear. In the presence of God and of Christ Jesus and of the elect angels, I charge you to keep the, these rules without prejudging, doing nothing from partiality. Do not be hasty in the laying on of hands, nor take part in the sins of others. Keep yourself pure. No longer drink any water, but use a little wine for the sake of your stomach and for your frequent ailments. The sins of some people are conspicuous, going before them to judgment. But the sins of others appear later. So also good works are conspicuous, and even those that are, that are not can, cannot remain hidden. Let all, who ser- let all who are under a yoke as bondservants regard their own masters as worthy of all honor, so that the name of God and the teachings may not be reviled. Those who, are, those who have believing masters must not be disrespectful on the ground that they are brothers. Rather, they must serve all the better since those who benefit by their good service are believers and beloved. So chapter 5 and 6 is all about how we interact with other people. Don't rebuke an older person unless, if there's some sin maybe, that's the implication of the rest of the book. But don't just rebuke an elder, don't just... You've you got to stick together. Take care of the people that are in need of financial giving because of widows that, that are older, a cer- over a certain age. They can't work for themselves. Make sure that you're, you're looking after the people that you're supposed to be serving, either in your 
role as a slave or in your role as a Christian. All right, chapter 6, verse number 2. Teach and urge these things. If anyone teaches a different doctrine and does not agree with the sound words of our Lord Jesus Christ and the teachings that accords with godliness, he is puffed up with conceit and understands nothing. He has an unhealthy craving for controversy and for quarrels about words which produce envy, dissension, slander, evil suspicions, and constant friction among people who are depraved in mind and depraved of the truth, imagining that godliness is a means of gain. But godliness with contentment is great gain, for we brought nothing into the world and we can take nothing out of the world. But if we have food and clothing with these, we will be content. But those who desire to be rich fall into temptation, into a snare, into many senseless and harmful desires that plunge people into the ruin and destruction. For the love of money is a root of all kinds of evils. It is through this craving that some have wandered away from the faith and pierced themselves with many pangs. Chapter 6, verse 11. But as for you, O man of God, flee these things. Pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, steadfastness, gentleness. Fight the good fight of faith. Take hold of the eternal life to which you were called and about which you made the good confession in the presence of many witnesses. I charge you in the presence of God who gives life to all things and of Christ Jesus, who in his testimony before Pontius Pilate made the good confession to keep the commandment unstained and free from reproach until the appearing of our Lord Jesus Christ, which he will display at the proper time. He who is the blessed and only sovereign the King of kings and the Lord of lords, who alone has immortality, who dwells in unapproachable light, whom no one has ever seen or can see. To him be honor and eternal dominion. Amen. As for the rich in this present age, charge them not to be haughty, nor to set their hopes on the uncertainty of riches, but on God, who truly provides, sorry, who richly provides us with everything to enjoy. They are to do good, to be rich in good works, to be generous and ready to share, thus storing up treasure for themselves as a good foundation for the future, so that they may take hold of that which is truly life. O Timothy, guard and deposit, guard the deposit entrusted to you. Avoid the irreverent babbles and contradictions of what is falsely called knowledge, for by professing it, some have swerved from the faith. Grace be with you. All right, so that is a very long reading. And I know that it, it, First Timothy is, it flows a lot better than some New Testament books. But the reason why Paul encouraged Timothy to, to devote himself to the public reading of Scripture is because these books are not just verses to be cherry-picked. Think about what we just read. The entirety of the book of First Timothy. You know, we hear it and we, we study it and we see that well, it's written to a preacher, and so it talks about preaching. Yeah, there's a lot in there about preaching. But what's the overall theme of the book of 1 Timothy? It's pretty simple. The church that's going to have a good reputation to the outside world is the church that's taking care of each other inside. That's the point of 1 Timothy. If it's doctrine, like we talked about this morning, we're taking care of each other. If it's finances, we're taking care... In fact, he even says that elders who who are spending their time in the preaching and teaching. That means they've devoted their lives. They've become preachers. The, the authority for an elder to be a preacher is right there. The men who 
have devoted their lives to, to being elders and preaching and teaching for the church. They need to get money. Why? Because the church that is seen good on the outside, that has a good reputation from the outside, is a church that takes care of itself from the inside. And that means, at times, what we talked about this morning. Rebuking each other when we've fallen. Stepping away from people when when they refuse to repent. Taking care of one another financially if it takes it. And so forth. The, the book of 1 Timothy is not just a book written to a preacher. It's, it's a book written to a preacher that Paul knew everyone would read. And he put stuff in there that's not just for preachers. Very few verses in 1 Timothy specifically relate to what I do, other than maybe I charge you to keep the thing that's entrusted to you. Don't let people despise your youth, that sort of thing. The vast majority of it is teach the people to follow these things. That's what our jobs are as preachers, is to teach everyone the things that are required of us. And 1 Timothy is kind of a, here's what to teach them. So I hope that was um, encouraging to you and and interesting. We're going to do this every now and then, uh, just read through Scripture, because sometimes we we get to the point where, you know, we we use Scripture to, to back up our own opinions instead of just learning our opinions from the Scripture. So if there's someone here that needs to repent of sin or ask for salvation through baptism, First uh, Peter chapter 3, verse 21, then we're going to stand and sing a song of encouragement for you and let us know while we do that.